The views, comments, and opinions of the following program do not necessarily reflect those of Morris Media Studios, MorrisMediaLive.com, or its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't mind, can I be far from perfect? Just can I be me? Do you have time to see what a work in progress really means? Spend many Girlfriend's Guide to Life podcast. I'm your host, your girlfriend, Maisha Chanel. I created this podcast to ignite the voices of black people through social examination and candid conversations. My goal is to touch, move, and inspire you to live the life that you've been given to live. Come along with me on this journey as I show you how to live and love through adversity, and most importantly, how to keep your head up. Today's topic is a topic that has been plaguing my family for many years. Today I want to talk about generational trauma. The the concept that generational trauma can be passed from generation to generation has intrigued me for many years. You see, I come from a family who has a few oppressive traits that has without question ruled our family for many years. My parents' generation were making strides in politics and academia as well as starting businesses when I was growing up. They weren't then, nor are they today, inclined to explore the painful experiences of their own early lives. Therefore, traumatic cycles can continue or has continued. Author Lisa Rose says generational trauma patterns can be depicted as heavy chains of links dragged unconsciously from one family line down to the next. She further states one of the greatest benefits that can be achieved by doing the inner work needed to to recognize and heal is to release your children from lugging these links into their future by liberating them from the generational chain. I am that child. I believe that I broke our generational trauma. I'm considered to be the black sheep, and at this stage in my life, at 45 years old, I'm living a life that's healthy and free of abuse. Today's guest is one of my dearest, dearest girlfriends. Um, She's gonna be joining us Um, live from Zoom. I had the honor of talking to my girlfriend, Raylene Taylor. Raylene is an Afro-Latina female born and raised in South Central. She obtained her uh, undergrad degree from in-depth studies from Cal State University, Northridge. She later went back to school to obtain her master's in clinical social worker after the death of her husband, Ed Brandy. Ray, I affectionately call her, has a pupil personal personnel service credential from UCLA. 
Raylene is also trilingual in English, Spanish, and ASL. As stated, she has a master's in social work as well as a li she's a licensed clinical social worker. Currently, she's providing individual family therapy for children, adolescents, and adults. For the past five years, she's worked at the HOPE Group, working as an outpatient therapist, um, including working with families, children with disabilities. She's been a school social worker, a wraparound facilitator at a residential facility. In addition, she's experienced in evidence-based practices including seeking safety, managing adaptive practices, positive parenting. The girl is an expert. While Ray was in, uh, in school, she was working full-time and parenting two young boys while dealing with the untimely death and grieving her husband. So, ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome my girlfriend, one of my dearest, dearest friends, Miss Radical, Resilience, Raylene Taylor, to your girlfriend's guide to life. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girlfriend. Hi, how, how are, you, are you? I'm good. How are you and the boys handling um, being quarantined? How is it going for you guys? We are, we are really enjoying just uh, the ability to just sit still, the right. ability to, to just hear our own voices and kind of just relax which is needed with all this stuff you all these credentials and and schooling you've been doing the last few years you deserve it you totally deserve uh the the break i i'm excited for uh for you and in, in this break it is definitely much needed um i just want to talk to you i want to talk to you and discuss um our our topic that we both have been we've discussed on our com many conversations that we've had over the years um, but before yes. we get started, just tell me who Raylene Taylor is. We know who your credentials are. We know what you have in terms of educationally. But tell us tell us who you are. Um, Raylene's just an ordinary woman trying to do extraordinary things. Um, I am, like I like Ma said, I am a mother of two. I am a, a, a widow. I am a single mom. And so I am a... a a regular human being, just like everyone else, that just so happened to learn a lot from the School of Hard Knocks and School of and the University of Life. <laughs> that, that I guess that's both of us, right? So, yes. What are some of your life's passions? Your life passion or your life passions? Tell tell me a little bit or us about that. So, one of my passions right now in this journey and in my walk is just really um, looking at wellness and what wellness means to individuals who are suffering, what wellness means to individuals who are currently not in the best space or in the situations that they desire to be, but how to really manifest wellness in, in our life, in our, in our jobs, in our parenting, and different uh, avenues such as that. Um, so right now, my, my baby, as my would call it, is, is called radical resiliency and doing treatment around um, really allowing individuals to be fully well. And what that looks like is oftentimes as a therapist, we are inclined to want to do deeper work. But what I want to do is I really want to help individuals go from, from surviving to thriving to be able to get someone that's going to stand next to you and support you through your growth process. That is, I, I always love when you say, um, 
survive to thriving because I know a lot of us, the com our community, we uh, we learn how to survive. You know, we yeah. learn how to live through our adversities, but we lack a lot of times the thriving aspect. And yes, you can th you can survive and you can be strong, but what happens after the survival? And for you to tap into thriving, I, I, I feel like a lot, most, every therapist should focus on thrive. Let's thrive after we survive. Um, with right. that being said, so of course, you know, our topic is um, generational trauma. At first, you, you helped me through this because I was calling it generational curse, right? And so right. at, at convert, having conversations with you, several conversations, us talking about it, and then me doing my research and tapping into it and, and really like Googling generational curses is like, you know what? I don't, I don't want it to be called cursed because we're not cursed. It's just, a, a, it's a trauma. So I'm switching it to generational trauma. So thank you, my therapist friend, for enlightening me. Before You're we, so welcome. <laughs> before we um, delve deep into the topic, I want um, you to tell the audience, what does tr uh, generational trauma look like? like for you because as you heard me say uh off the author linda rose said it she depicted it as like some chain links and you're like dragging these chain links with you from generation to generation kind of explain to us in your in your therapeutic way how you would describe a generational tra uh, trauma well my to begin with i'm really glad that we had the discussion about calling it generational curses because of the fact that in our in our in our culture or in 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 the in the in the culture of really just thinking about people of color, we like to say the curse or the devil made us do it or blame it on the devil, and it and it it really um, negates the fact that these are real behaviors and real things that we are experiencing. Instead, we want to place the blame on the boogeyman or on the curse that was given to us. Um, so really going into talking about generational curses and talking about what that means and, and shifting it to generational trauma. Generational trauma are experiences that your ancestors have experienced from your, from your lineage and that things that, you, that we carried with us that are traumatic. Um, oftentimes we don't ever reflect on the fact that experiences that our grandmother, our individuals and our family experiences experience are connected to us and we carry that on as our own reiterate like go delve deeper in that um if you don't mind so um and i can give you examples things such as abuse yeah. things as such as um neglect things such as um poverty these are things that our our families may have experienced and it's just passed on without any dialogue about it. It's just kind of what it is expected for you to deal with. What it and it's it's known and un unknown sometimes because oftentimes our grandmother or our mother or our father they don't talk about those 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 traumas. Right. They're they're um, a lot of times. For instance, my grandparents. My grandparents get my grandma. She gets a little frustrated and nervous and anxious if I ask her about her family uh, lineage. It, she just they don't want to delve into it. But we, as we mm -hmm. were, um, we had our conversation. We were talking about you brought something up. You brought something enlightened me, and you talked about generational 
trauma, but there's also legacy burden. So let's talk about the legacy. Um, what did you, what is it called? Um, legacy burdens. There's a difference. So talk, talk to us about that. Right. So our legacy burdens are usually things that are brought to us through legacy. And um, if we look at the model, which is an evidence-based practice called um, internal family systems, it talks about legacy burdens as a burden that we carry throughout our lineage or throughout our family dynamics. So basically it's things such that we just, we just kind of just carry with us things such as um, what goes on in this house stays in this house. That, you know, that's one that has been really just passed down. You know, you don't talk to nobody outside of this house. You don't tell house business. Um, you know, uh, are, are the way we handle money, you know, uh, we, we handle money in a way that, you know, we're trained to hand, handle money in a certain way. You know, don't don't be too uh, don't be too gloatish or don't, you know, hold on to your money because you never know when you're going to need it. Those different things that were passed on were passed on. As, as our, you know, our legacy burden, things that we hold and things such as, as we talked about my, as women, you know, uh, you know, only men only want one thing. The thing that we learn about sexuality as women has been generationally passed down to us. So learning how to really uh, let go and then expand on those, on those uh, legacy burdens are important. And legacy burdens and generational trauma can, overlap right okay. because you can have that child or that female who's been sexually abused and then going into the legacy burden of you know uh keep your legs closed you know men only want you for one thing and so imagine having that combined and then walking into a healthy relationship yeah that is uh that's pretty deep um we talked um about our own um generational traumas and as I said in the opening I'm here to shed light and I'm here to continue in my healing and I realize as black people as a black woman a lot of times we hold our our traumas in and not and be and we're too afraid to express or let out the things that ha that's plaguing us that's hindering us from growth and so I asked you, would you be willing to ex uh, expand on your generational trauma in your family? Um, so let's talk. Absolutely. Um, I, and, I, and I do, too. I want to. I want to because I think the, the more you talk about it and allow it to be a part of your healing is where the healing starts. Right. Um, right. We also would like to invite it, any of our callers that are listening, please call us. Call us at 323-815-4204. Uh, we want to hear what your generational traumas are to help you through it as well. And maybe I'm considered the black sheep because I don't take it. I, you're not hitting me. You're not cursing at me. You're not being irate. You're not doing any of that. And, and so a lot of us can relate to that. So if you have something that you need to get off your chest, call us, 323-815-4204. Ray, would you be open to, before giving us some tips on healing um, and some solutions, would you be willing to share a quick story about your family trauma, generational trauma? Absolutely, and I think, my we've talked about this. Um, 
you know, just our own little private conversations. We got a call, um, right? I come from a lineage of individuals, my mom and dad per se, who are basically primary caregivers. Okay. Um, they have been the sole helpers of their family systems. Um, I come from my dad who at a very young age ended up becoming the, the financial breadwinner, the emotional support to a, to a family where the where my grandmother was unable to truly um, provide for all those needs, um, dealing with her own stress, her own mental 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 illness. Um, and so I watched my father be the sole provider to not only our immediate family, but to cousins, to aunts, to uncles. He stepped in in different ways to where um, it was unhealthy. It was it was unhealthy and. It was a lot very it was a lot of codependency there a lot of um you know him putting individuals before himself and then i come from a mother who my mom had uh, 13 siblings she was and so she she was, it was actually 14 of them and so she was the only girl out of multiple boys and so she became almost the nurturer the mother the 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 support and so Throughout my life and throughout the life, you know, that they had as a married couple, my parents got married at 16 and 17. Wow. So throughout their marriage and throughout their lives, our lives, we've always taken care of everyone. We've always been that family where people come to when they're hurting or when they need support. And so for me in this profession, I often want to give my everything. And sometimes my, my everything impacts my health and impacts my, my, my own energy. And so learning how to say no, learning how to set boundaries for myself, learning how to, to really step in and know when to step away right, yeah. is, is, it has been a, uh, it has been heaven sent for me. Well, your boys see that you are making stride to change things. And so you are the one that is breaking that generational trauma. And I commend you for continuing to rec for recognizing and then even continually doing the work to be a better human. Um, we have a call, girl. We let's see who's calling us. Yes. Yes. Let's see who's calling us. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am here. Who are you? State your name. My name is Daynette, and Raylene is my cousin. Awesome. Hi, Daynette. Welcome to a girlfriend's guide to life. Hi, thank you. Um, so I wanted to first congratulate both of you ladies on this um, on this topic today. Thank you. And thank you. okay, and now I'm listening to feedback, so I need to not listen to that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted what I wanted to say on the topic. Um, first, my first thing is although yes, we do have the generational trauma. And this seems to be the topic of late because we're all at a stage where we're trying to figure out why we made the decisions throughout our lives, right? Yeah. And where we are right now. But I think um, the only thing I say where we have to be careful, even though we know that there are things that happen throughout generations that got us to where we are now, um, we just need to not make it sound so bad. There right. are things that affected us negatively, but there are also a lot of things that have a positive effect on, on who we are. Absolutely. And that's the only thing I mm -hmm. say. Thank you for that. You are absolutely 100% correct. 
Thank you for that. And you're right. You're yeah, I can't eat. I, yes. Thank you. Thank you for your insight, because no, they're not. They're not um, bad. They're not all our generational. Um, yeah, I want I'm saying I'm using trauma because we are talking about the traumas. But um, there's another word that that I could take out of trauma and just legacy. The, the you know, the leg. There are legacies that we legacy. can tap into that have that has allowed us to be who we are because of those things. So, yeah, I agree. Thank you. Thank okay. you for that. And Thank my, you. And my that goes into our dialogue about that it factor, that it child, that child who's able to have the resiliency to push through the traumas. Yes. Um, and and we see success in that. We yes. see those children that are thriving. And we hear your story and your story to that other young girl that's sitting, that's doing exactly or being exactly where you are and that want to do exactly what they need to do to be successful. Yes, yes. Thank you, Danette, for, for that. I appreciate you. Thank you for calling in. Um, tell us, Ray, some some solutions. Give us some give us some solutions. Well, we want to know we'll have a few solutions and then give us some tips on healing. So some of the solutions that I, that you know really stand out to me and as a as a, as a clinician and really dealing with multiple layers of mental health and wellness and traumas um, is recognizing where what it is, being able to acknowledge it, being able to stand in the midst of it and recognizing. So that's step number one. And then next, acknowledging the pain or the resiliency that has come from your childhood or from your family, you know, family dynamics or family traumas or your lineage mm -hmm. per se. And then the next one is um, really just being able to change the narrative. And we talk about changing the narrative, which is changing that legacy, changing that 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 negative into positive. And I think that's what Danette was really yes. hitting on is, you know, not all of it is bad because you learn from it, you grow from it, you move forward from it. And then the next thing is not being afraid to seek outside support, seeking the help that we need to be able to grow. Yeah, that's good. Seeking help. You know, mm -hmm. our community, it's that therapy is, is a stigma, a negative. There's a negative stigma attached to therapy. You're crazy or you are you are you're off the loony bin. If you say, oh, I'm in therapy and I say it so freely that people are like, oh, she's nuts. And and at this stage in my life, I'm like, hey, if therapy's making me nuts, then I'm going to keep being th crazy. Um, but that goes that goes into that legacy burden, right? Yes. Of what we've been told or what we've been trained to believe. Yes, absolutely. So give me a few, um, give us a few um, healing tips. So a few healing tips that we really, um, we talked about mine and I really hold fast to this and I'm doing my work myself as well, is becoming our own boss, kind of not being able to sit and, 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 and um, sit and just fester in our own past, but changing the narrative, becoming our own boss, not bringing our traumas into a work environment, but being able to bring our strengths into any situation, just becoming our, our own boss and be, becoming our own, our own support yeah. in that, in that, in that type of environment, in those type of environments, meaning work relationships or anything of that sort. Um, Parenting in a different way, really retraining ourselves on how we parent. And we talked about just, you know, 
training your training yourself in parenting, being able to apologize to your kids, being able to recognize when those legacy burdens or those traumas are coming forth and being able to stop it or being able to say, you know what, I really messed that up. Let me take a break and come back to that. Right. Um, <clears throat> finding new ways of self-care. Um, and that's important, whether it's taking a long trip, taking a bike ride, whether it's meditation, whether it's whatever you choose to do to find your own way to, to provide your own self with self-care. Another thing is taking care of your health, taking care of our health. And that's been something that if you're an empath or if you're that person that wants to take care of everyone else, we oftentimes forget to take care of ourselves. And um, maintaining healthy relationships. If it's not good for you, it's not good for you. And it's time for you to manifest and really find healthy relationships. And last but not least is really identifying and making strides when you're not happy, when you're, when you have this desire to be loved and nurtured. So identifying those things, sitting in those things and being okay with manifesting them, being okay with really talking yourself through it. Those are really great tips. Those are, um, they're doable. You make it where it's not uh, so hard. I learned uh, through my own healing is that you have to be consistent um, just staying mm-hmm. consistent mm-hmm. with the things that you may mention and you watch, you'll watch the change being broken off of you. I always say, you know, you'll know when you're doing the, the right things, when people start talking about you, if no one's talking right. about you, no one's saying anything about you, you're not doing the work. So when you continue to be consistent and work on the tips and the solutions that um, Ray has given you. Um, you'll see change and it's not easy. It's going to be, it's painful. Um, I'm not saying that I'm 100% healed. I feel like we all always will have work to do, but continuously working on yourself and worrying about you more than others, I feel like is, um, is, is, is work in progress is a, is a way to start with your healing. And it's imperative. It's imperative that we give back to ourselves. Right. Yes. Because if we don't give back to ourselves, we can't give back to anyone else. Yes. Right. So guess what? We have run out of time. (laughs) We have. I know we have a few moments. I just want to thank you for all of the support being um, my friend through my traumas as a young girl. Um, I met Raylene. She was my roommate in college at Cal State Northridge. And when she met me, I was at, I was six years into the grieving, grieving stages of my mother's death. And I hadn't had much real therapy. Of course, as an emancipated youth, they make you go to therapy as a, um, as a stipulation, a mandate. Yeah, it's a mandate. And so of course my foster parents would put me, make me go to therapy, but I was so hurt and broken that I didn't really, I didn't have many breakthroughs. And so you met me and you, and you took me in and, and it is so, it's amazing. It, that was your, your, um, your generational, uh, uh, trauma one of our well I want to call now Danetta got me all tongue-tied with that that was something that you have watched your parents do and you took me mm-hmm. in and you 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 attempted to help me through my traumas but I was so broken that I did not recognize it and I end up fighting you you didn't fight me I fought you and 
you didn't hold me. You didn't throw me off into the woods. You you helped me and healed me through that. So full circle, 35, what, 25 years later, here we are. And so I just yes. wanted to thank you. And I don't feel that there was anybody else here that uh, could have talked to me through this. So thank you. Stay on. I'm going to give some shout outs to um, my sponsors. But I love you and I appreciate you. And take care love and kiss too. the boys for me. You guys have fun. Okay. We will. All right. So. With that being said, um, I thank you guys for tuning in to A Girlfriend's Guide to Life. But before I go, I always have to give a shout out to my kids that are in the foster system. I am your, your sister. I am you. I was in foster care till I was 18 years old, hurt, broken, sad, mad at the world. Um, left my family at 16 because I got tired of being hit, socked, cussed at, told I wasn't going to ever make it. So I broke the generational trauma in my family. And I want to give you the opportunity to do the same thing. If there is any uh, thing that you, any support you need, you can, you can find me um, on social media under girl Facebook. I'm girlfriend's guide to life. And on Instagram, I'm girlfriend's guide to life, but life is spelled L Y F E. And if you want to find me personally on social media, I'm Aisha Young on social media. And I'd like to also thank Morris Media Studios for uh, being here in the community, giving us the opportunities to be superstars. So thank you, Felicia, my engineer, for uh, having my back and answering all my crazy questions when I call her. I love you guys, and thank you for joining me. Until next time. Hit me! If you don't mind, can I be far from perfect? Just can I be me? Do you have time to see what a work in progress really means? It's been many years.